ladies and gentlemen, this is Mitzi, and this is Mitzi Let's Think About It. I have a special guest today that we are going to be thinking about shame and guilt. Lois, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Oh, okay. That's easier. <laughs> okay. My name is Lois Hollis. I'm a nurse, a bachelor's in science, and I'm a reverend and a researcher. I have come to learn many things. I'm 78, so we won't go into the long history here, yeah. but I've always been about health. Ever since I've been 12 years old, I was in the nursing field. So I've always been in the helping. How can I make my life better? How can I make everybody else's life better? And that has never changed. I, um, Looking back on my life, I've always felt that I am a trailblazer. I did not know that because I just thought everybody did something because it wasn't done before. But I realized that not everybody's a trailblazer. I started the first kidney hemodialysis unit in the country in 1966. Wow. And I was instrumental in making home dialysis available. And we're talking 19, that's a long time ago. So yeah. I wrote a lot of the protocols and that gave me exposure to teaching and giving instructions into an area that had never been uh, case exposed. Before. Yeah. exposed. That's a good word, especially since we're talking about Shane Gill. Also, we developed hepatitis in the unit like every other unit. And I was instrumental because I was an operating room nurse to remove that hepatitis variant in the hepatitis units. And that started another road on that. So when I came to my own life at somewhere around 50, I collapsed and I was dying because I had severe heart disease, mitral valve leakage. I had scoliosis so bad that my lungs couldn't expand. And I was extremely depressed, even though I was like, you know, ice skating and rollerblading and building units and writing books and giving conferences. I collapsed yeah. into suicide, really. Wow. I was very depressed. And of course, I went to therapy and they helped, you know, didn't want to commit suicide anymore. I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't dancing. I tap danced all my life. Oh, wow. So, you know, for me to collapse was, you know, significant to me. And I did find an incredible healer that did help my bones. And I came to learn that I had severe childhood abuse. I was thrown down steps. And in fact, I had a near-death experience when my neck was broken. Wow, that's scary. See, see, one, two, and three were broken. And you know, you die with that. Yeah. So God sent me back. Thank you, Jesus. Right, amen. <laughs> and I've always had a, a feeling around me. And that's like six or seven. So I just thought everybody had that feeling of another worldly thing or outside the box thinking. But like as a seven, eight-year-old, you just... That's who I am. Yeah. So I just carried that throughout my life. And it helped me to do things that weren't on the planet yet. So in my recovery, I learned I had four or five brain traumas, uh, broken jaw, broken neck, a couple fractured ribs on one side and a couple on the other, broken pelvis. So I was severely handicapped, but I still tap dance. I mean, that's just like funny, isn't it? <laughs> but it's so interesting that your mind and your emotions carry you, you know, even though you feel like you can't do it. Yeah. But you can't do it forever. True. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, that the body says, okay, you held up for, you know, 40 years and it fell down. Yeah. And they said I had a year to live because of my heart condition. And wow. I, and you proved so, them wrong again. Yeah. 
because I found this wonderful. And in my recovery, I learned that shame guilt was the cause of everything. Mm. You know, we're talking 19, like 20 years ago. That's before internet. So how to go to the library to read Bradshaw's book and everything about shame and guilt and things of that sort. And I'm going, well, you know, there's more to it than that. (laughs) So once I figured out what shame guilt is, and it's not what people say today, I was able to identify it and release it within me. And I healed. I healed. I'm rollerblading at 78. Okay. (laughs) Die at 55, but rollerblading at 70, because I figured out about shame guilt. That's how devastating it is. Wow. And people came to me and says, oh, Lois, what are you doing? You look so good and you're walking straight. And I said, I'm just talking to myself. I learned how to self-heal. Oh, that's very good. I talked to my emotions like, hi, depression. How are you? Hi, anxiety. How are you? Instead of talking to somebody else. And yeah. the interesting thing, my emotions start talking to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not schizophrenia. It's no, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I don't think you're schizophrenic. I don't think you're you know, crazy. It's like, it makes no. perfect sense because sometimes you have to coach yourself through your emotions and guide exactly. Them. I yeah. talk to myself, but I identified each part of myself to mm-hmm. talk to myself anyway. Yeah. And that's where I felt the shame, guilt, energy. And then people came to me and they said, oh, Lois, can we please do what you're doing? I go, I guess so. So mm-hmm. I taught them what I want to tell you today. And they got well and happy and younger. And they sent their grandmothers and mothers and cousins. And and then somebody said, you should charge for this. I said, charge for what? I'm only telling people how to talk to themselves. So that's how it began 12 years ago. That's pretty amazing. Well, when you're supposed to do something, God gives it to you. And you got to listen. (laughs) So why is my opinion and what I say different? And I would like to introduce that, if that's okay. Of course, please. Okay. Continue. Now, everybody says shame is bad and guilt is okay because we need that to be moral. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. We have our own inner guidance. We have mm-hmm. our own strength. We know what's right and what's wrong. Never, ever make decision out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one thing I want people to write down. Never make a decision out of guilt or shame. Make it out of your clear mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's That's very, very important. Why? Okay. What happens to your computer when it gets a computer virus? It freezes up. And it goes goofy, right? Yeah. It gets all wackadoodle. Yeah. Okay. What happens to your life when the shame, guilt energy, I call it shame, guilt energy, depression, anxiety, I'm not good enough, self-confidence, bullying, eating disorders, every negative. I have the, um, DSM book of mental disorders, mm-hmm. 952 pages. Wow. All these are symptoms of shame and guilt. Of shame, guilt. And just in different verbiage, just in different words. Yes. The more shame you guilt, the different diagnosis they give you, but mm-hmm. it's only a diagnosis and it's only a symptom. Okay. Why can I say that? We have the love energy. And what is that? That's positive energy. What does love energy give us? Positive energy. Joy and happiness. We can tap the ends. We can (laughs) sing. We're self-confidence. We have intuition. We have confidence. Man, we can take on the world. And we can because that's how we're made. Yeah. On the other side, we have shame, guilt, energy. Mm -hmm. Shame, guilt, energy. 
And when it comes into us, how does it come into it? Well, we say, I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. I did that wrong. Sally told me I'll never make the grade. Your mother's telling you, your father's telling you, your culture's telling you, the president, the vice president, the, anybody in the world, your neighbor, anybody. We can't have, blame anybody. We can only blame the shame, guilt energy that they are transferring from themselves onto you with their words. Mm-hmm. Okay, see how it's different. And my films show how shame, guilt, energy goes from you to me because I called you stupid, dumb, and ignorant. Mm -hmm. And then we self-judge ourselves to the inner critic. Mm -hmm. So that's how shame, guilt comes to us. And what does it do? Shame, guilt, energy turns positive emotions to negative ones. We are already compassionate. We're beautiful. We're intuition. But shame, guilt, like a computer virus, Mm-hmm. comes into us because we are uh, an energy system. We have meridians and everything inside of us. It comes into us, turns our compassion to depression, mm-hmm. turns our intuition to anxiety, turns our passion to anger. So what would you do? You would get rid of the shame, guilt, energy. Why would you spend 10 years on depression and five years on anxiety and five years on everything? Because, okay, it can help you maybe manage it, but it doesn't heal it. Yeah, I agree. See the different concept I'm going on? No, it makes perfect sense. I totally understand with what you're saying. And everybody has shame, guilt, energy in different quantities. Mm-hmm. You know, now, why do I say shame, guilt, and not shame and guilt? Because that confuses people. Shame, we have two nervous systems, one voluntary and one involuntary. Mm-hmm. The involuntary is like the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And the voluntary is the conscious mind. Shame, guilt, energy affects both systems, but our illustrious culture calls them different names. Okay. Now, if you have a bacteria, let's say bacteria A in your brain, what do they call it? Meningitis. Mm-hmm. If you have the same bacteria in your stomach, they call it gastritis. Mm-hmm. If you have the same bacteria in your liver, they call it hepatitis. Mm. same bacteria in your arms they call it arthritis okay it's the same thing but you see how it confuses you yeah and then you get a book that's 952 pages (laughs) yes (laughs) okay you could probably add a couple hundred more but it's not the root yeah it's symptom no it makes sense go ahead i call it shame guilt because your mind, when people can't, the reason that's we've been stuck since Adam and Eve, okay, because my mind's going, oh, shame is bad and guilt is good, and I don't know how to fix them, so I'm going to do the shame. Then I go, oh, I got to do the guilt. And you never, ever, ever, ever get rid of it because you got to put them together to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it also comes down to people's perception of good and bad. Exactly. Because so we're splitting ourselves yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And a split person can't heal. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> to be healed, you have to learn how to become one. Yeah. So I'm bringing very good point. I like that. Shame, guilt is an energy mm-hmm. and they took it apart and they, but that's what they do. You know, you have depression and anxiety and arthritis and you have a bully. And I, my, in my book, I have like hundred words that are all <laughs> the same thing. Up. Procrastination, bullying, embarrassment, joke telling, genocide. I mean, everything is shame, guilt. And that's why I'm like, 
how come nobody ever took this and made it into like one study? Everybody's going to, oh, go to depression class. Oh, go to anxiety class. Yeah. And, and, and then I have people coming to me and they say, I would love for you to help me, but I think I'm too bad that you can even help me. I said, why do you say that? They said, well, I've been in depression help for five years and I still can't get rid of it. They tell me to manage it. So I must be really bad. I must be really unhelpable. And I said, no, you gave you the wrong information. Because yeah. unless you get rid of the shame guilt, you're going to have depression or anxiety or, you know, however it shows for you. Exactly. So that's what I want to tell people. Yeah. That the way out is you can talk to depression. Hi, depression. How are you? Hi, anxiety. Yeah. Talk to your emotions. Like you do, you very emotionally want to analyze your emotions and talk to your emotions. But shame guilt is not an emotion. It's a foreign force that come upon a humanity that turns our positive emotions to negative. Each emotion has a positive and a negative aspect. People don't know that. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why it's kind of like a taboo as well, because people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to acknowledge it. People don't want to understand where this energy is coming from and why it's causing them to feel a certain way and perceive a certain way and act out in a certain way. So, so now I'm sense. saying to you, everybody has it. We can say shame, guilt, energy. Maybe people can handle that better than shame. Mm -hmm. You know, this is shame, guilt, energy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't belong to me. And anything that's outside of you, what can you do? Get exactly. rid of it. And guess what? Shame, guilt, energy only has one defect, one flaw. And what's that? It dissolves in detection. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I Hello. like that. That was okay. tasteful. <laughs> so remember the Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. As Dorothy goes up the yellow brick road mm -hmm. in great anticipation to the all and powerful Oz mm -hmm. trembles, Toto pulls the curtain back. And what is that? A little old man, old and gray, with a big puff of machine that makes smoke. Shame, guilt, energy is a puff of smoke. Mm, yeah thank you thank you for that it's very visual for all Isn't my visual cool? listeners out there there you go that's a great way to think about it look at episode two on i'm good film and i have dorothy the wizard of oz and everybody on there and it's just a puff of smoke and when you see shame guilt feel shame guilt say oh you're a puff of smoke mm -hmm. i i'm not working with you but I will talk to my depression or my anxiety and my depression because they're parts of me. Mm -hmm. I talk to parts of me. I don't talk to a force that's come upon me. That's another long story. Some people say it's an alien force or whatever. I don't know. But it doesn't belong to humanity. Yeah. It doesn't belong to you. So what can you do? You can kick it out. Dissolves in detection. Ah, I found you. Ow. Yeah, I like I like the way you said that. It makes perfect sense. It's a great way to really handle what's going on inside of you, you know, and really be able to identify the difference between what's going on. So when you acknowledge that as energy, then that goes away and then you can focus on something else. You can focus on what's in front of you. You can focus on something positive. You can focus on what's going on in your mind versus the energy that's trying to take over you and trying to manipulate you and believing something 
something that is not really there. You know, it's just it's there, but it's deceiving you. Exactly. It's deceiving you into believing that it's more than what it is. Exactly. And it has more power over you. In reality, it doesn't. Okay. Now, what is fear? Fear is Is shame, guilt, energy that's been locked inside of you. Mm -hmm. It's like having a double dose of shame, guilt. Yeah, it's like it's been repressed automatically. Exactly. Realizing it. Yeah. So it's like harder to get out. But <laughs> if you can acknowledge fear as shame, guilt, you go, huh, okay, I've been mm-hmm. at this for many years. So it's easier when people are, you know, so I'm understanding that this is a whole new concept, but it's the truth. Mm hmm. It is. It's very true because it comes with shame and guilt. And a lot of people will be like, oh, no, but it's different than it's so embarrassing. But like, if you think about it, shame and guilt is also part of embarrassment. Say shame, guilt. Shame, guilt. is. I know it helps your mind. Yes. What it does when you say shame, guilt, it helps your mind put them together. Now we Mm -hmm. could call it cuckoo energy or something like that. I don't know what to call it, (laughs) but we got to put those words together to heal. Because mm-hmm. that's, it's like someone putting you on a course and say, take this road, but then they have two roads and there you are, you're stuck because you don't know which road to take. And mm-hmm. that's why we've been stuck in shame, guilt since Adam and Eve. We don't know which road to take. It has confused our mind. So I'm telling people, don't get confused, put shame, guilt together as one energy and be Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz and walk away because it's a puff of smoke yeah. and I'm a Toto pulling the curtain out. <laughs> yes, everybody, Lois is our Toto where she's opening our eyes to realize it is not really there. That's amazing. I really do appreciate that perspective because it's truly different. You know, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for giving me the proper terminology because now I'm reflecting back and I'm really thinking about the shame guilt that I felt and how I always separated it and how it always affected me, you know, and I allowed it to affect me because I separated. You didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, seriously, this is what's out there. Exactly. Why would you know? know? That's why God sent me back. (laughs) (laughs) To tell me so we could tell the world. So you can live out your mission, helping other people understand that shame guilt is something that we can smoke. Exactly. It's just a puff of smoke. Just blow it away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that freeing, especially in this climate that we have in the world today? Yeah. We won't even go into that. But anyway, shame, guilt, energy is not ours to own or to give. It's not. And this really applies to anybody and everybody. everybody. Nobody's exempt, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. You know, if you can comprehend, then you can know that shame guilt is something that we all need to recognize and release. Correct. Now, the problem is we don't even know what shame guilt behaviors are because we could call them normal. Yes. So that's why I call myself an educator. I have a book, 500 Questions, One Answer. I show 500 ways we shame ourselves or other people shame us. So you know how it is? How do you defeat your enemy? You know the tricks. Yeah. Okay, so that's why it's important to know what shame guilt does to us and how we respond. Everybody responds different. And I have that as a newsletter, 500 Questions, One Answer. And every week you receive 
25 questions and answers. Wow. And you will learn what shame guilt behaviors are. It's all questions and answers. Very easy to understand. Mm, wow. And it's free on my newsletter. So when you sign up for my newsletter, you get that book. And every week you'll get 25 questions. Wow, that's impressive. Because if you start asking those questions on a weekly basis and then divide those 25 in a daily, then you can really start reflecting and thinking about your life and who you are in a different way. Well, it would truly awaken you. It's huge. Yeah. There is, I can't believe no one ever took it as an independent study. I mean, seriously, it affects every part of us. It turns our mind into confusion. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get confused? That's shame guilt. Confusion is a symptom of shame guilt energy entering you. Okay. So just another question that I just popped up and I'm really curious. Do you believe that your faith has given you the guidance to really discover this? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I died and God sent me back and what happened. And we're talking like five, six, seven years old. I don't, I don't even remember you know, not having that insight. Anyway, I, about 20 years ago, when I discovered all this, and I was so, oh, people, you just have to know this, you know, and I also help people talk to their inner self, and I was giving a lecture, and somebody raises their hand, they said, Lois, what are you talking about? I go, well, when you see this, and you see that, you see that, and they go, I don't see what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I go, you can't see that? I did not know people can see things mm-hmm. in that aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I know have that mean. awareness. Exactly. You know? And so I said, I've got to make a film so I can show people what I feel and see. Mm-hmm. So at 60 something, I went to film school <laughs> to make my films. And my first one is out of discord into harmony. And it's me talking to depression as a little child inside of me. Me talking to anger. who's was a little boy, eight years old. And, you know, I talk to myself, mm-hmm. like we all self-talk. And this is not unusual, but yeah. people say your inner child. We have inner children mm-hmm. inside of us and their names are depression, anxiety. And so we make friends with them. Mm-hmm. And when we make friends with them, they release the shame guilt of our past. Mm-hmm. They release it. Yeah, the so comfortability of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other films, I'm good film. I make the energy of shame guilt visible so it shows how it comes into you messes you all up and it's just an energy but i made it visible so people can understand what it looks like yeah now everybody may have a different take on that but to know that it's an outside energy is important is huge yeah shame guilt does not belong to the human race Correct. It shouldn't, it we shouldn't accept it. We, exactly. But we were told it belonged mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be victims mm-hmm. and we're supposed to not feel good about ourselves and we should hide in a hole. Our uh, DNA has been affected by the shame guilt energy because we keep on going down and down. So we have lost a lot of our, well, we don't haven't lost them, but we have different aspects inside of us that have not been awakened like we used to have like 64 dna strands and now we have like we still have them but they're not active we have like 12 or 14 active isn't that huge it is it's very mind-boggling if you really think about it so why would not 
you consider releasing the shame guilt because once you release it, it's like a it's like a black cover over you. Mm -hmm. And when you take it off, you're all that God gave you. You, yeah. you don't have to make yourself better. You know, people that keep going, oh, I got to do this and I got to do this. And, you know, it's better, but you keep fighting yourself because you're fighting the shame guilt. Mm -hmm. So isn't it smarter to get rid of it? Yeah, it would be easier to just get rid of it. To be honest, now I just feel like people just choose it without even knowing that well, they're of course choosing. they don't know. I mean, your mother and your father and your brother and your sister and the Pope and the president and the set, you, you know, everybody shames everybody. Mm -hmm. right. so and no one's it, exempt. No one exempt. Yeah. Maybe a robot is, but. <laughs> Not even shame on them. No. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's such a broad category, but it's just an energy that we have been made to fear. Yeah, that's very okay. true. Now, the inner critic mm -hmm. is our friend. Elaborate. Our inner critic is our friend who is still living in the past of us. Mm. Now, my inner critic calls himself king. Okay. So he has allowed me to be my own boss, so to speak. He doesn't interject too much into my life because I have learned about shame, guilt, energy. He keeps us stuck so we don't violate that keeps us close and safe and you're saying i don't want to be close and safe. i want to be all that i can be but the inner critic says no 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 because i still got to protect you so it's like okay give me a chance so i when people start you know doing all the shame guilt i throw it away so i'm proving that i can take care of myself yeah so we make now your inner critic is there for your best friend he is your best friend you can't cut him out. You can't shut him up. You make friends with him and he negotiates with you that I can take care of myself now. I'm not 14, 15, 10 years old, mm -hmm. but he's living in 1950 for me because I was born in 1943. So he has not come into the timeline for 2022. So he thinks I'm still a little kid. Yeah, I, that makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Now my film out of discord into harmony shows you how I talk to my inner critic and we become friends. Mm -hmm. Now, right now, my inner critic, excuse me, King, my King, he travels around the world, finding a beautiful people like you to do podcasts on. That's his job. His job is not to shame and guilt me. Mm, that's beautiful. Okay, so he's my friend. Yeah. You guys are now friends. Yeah. That's amazing. How cool is that? That is pretty cool because once we acknowledge what's inside of us and, and know that it's okay that we allow it to be named and we allow it, we allow ourselves to label it and we allow ourselves to not put our own selves into that crazy factor. Because if you think about it from a stubborn mindset, oh, they would automatically label you as crazy. But if you think about it in an open mindset, then it gives you the opportunity to be uh, to appreciate what you have done and how you are trying to explain it and help people so that they can recognize it in themselves. So that's truly amazing that you are putting it in this perspective because it's really helping me reflect on myself. Like, you know what? I, ha I do have one of those those inside of me you know well, everybody do. has it yeah critic. i have counseled somebody that had three in a critic okay mm -hmm. and he's okay because we did some work <laughs> they're all friends and he's very powerful now 
everybody. So look at my Out of Discord into Harmony film. That's on my um, I'm Good film uh, site. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how to talk to your inner critic. Yeah, I think we you all know, need to If know we it. had a disagreement, how would we solve it? Hi, how are you? Did we talk it out, right? Yeah. We can't kill the inner critic. No. The only crit- if you try to shut him up, he only gets stronger. Mm, and and mentally you- trying to get rid of them is the worst thing to do. you got to make friends with them. Like, hi, how are you? And he might say, well, get away because you're stupid. Okay, <laughs> so tomorrow you keep, I mean, right? In mm-hmm. that negotiation, yeah. negotiation doesn't happen in two minutes. Exactly. You have to work at it like a, a couple weeks or something. And then that- he, he's my best friend. Yeah. And it makes sense why people feel like they're having a battle within themselves is because they're not acknowledging it. They're not friends with it. They're trying but they, to nobody uh, told them to do. Exactly. They always told it's the evil thing inside of you and get rid of it. No, it's not evil. It's part of you. How could you have an evil thing inside of you when you're made by God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, just because it may, it's just because you may hear so, or be perceived in a negative or a bad way doesn't mean that you have to always go follow it you know if, if somebody tells you to jump off the bridge not like you have to jump off the bridge it's still choices right. everyone still has a choice and you have a choice to acknowledge it even if nobody has told you about this you still do something like this in some way shape or form of you're course. just putting a label on it yeah you you're just telling people it in a way that makes more sense and that's easier to understand and that's you name it yeah you claim it exactly so i'm putting names to all these things and all this emotions and stuff like they all do have names and they have a category and you can never ever ever get rid of guilt Mm -hmm. unless you get rid of the shame that's causing it Mm, oh that's beautiful okay that's important for you to know that's truly beautiful with what you said oh can you say it again i just want to hear one more time you'll never ever get rid of shame um excuse me you'll never ever get rid of guilt until you get rid of the shame that's causing the guilt Mm, very well said okay and people say i didn't i took this ten thousand dollar course to get rid of guilt and i did all these programs and all these protocols and all these lectures and I think I'm just in uh, hopeless because I still have the guilt and I said no you're right because if they if you never got rid of the shame energy which is the guilt energy Mm -hmm. you'll never get rid of the guilt and I will tell you you will never do it so Mm -hmm. people say I'm hopeless with guilt I said well you got to get rid of the shit. it's like a fire never goes out if you keep on throwing gasoline on it exactly Exactly. I was just thinking about it. Like sometimes when people get mad, sometimes they have to feed the fire to get more and more mad or to even stay mad. Because to be honest, I can't be mad for very long. It's exhausting. It's exasperating. You know what I mean? So it's like people have to think about it in that way. You can't continue to feed your shame guilt any no, longer. No, never say your. The shame guilt. Everybody says your. We were taught that way. Or my shame guilt never never own it it's the shame guilt you're supposed to claim the inner critic but not my inner critic my inner critic my depression but not my shame guilt it's the shame guilt it's the stupid energy upon me it's not mine to own shame guilt is not ours to own or to give Mm, 
Thank you for that correction. Thank you for the terminology. Everybody does that. Yeah. 100% of people like you're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, because once I started thinking about it with your correction, I was like, oh. Isn't that huge? It's it's like if you just do one thing today and always call it the shame guilt energy, Mm -hmm. it's you're, you're miles ahead of everybody. Yeah. It's already a different perspective just by thinking of it as the shame guilt. By one word of changing it changes the whole entire everything. Everything. Just yeah, exactly. Everything. That's why shame guilt is not to be owned or Mm -hmm. to be given. It's the it's like do you ever do taffy? Yeah. And it is like you know, pulling taffy and it's like that's what shame guilt does energy does to you it's sticky and it mm-hmm. sticks to you and you like Ugh, yeah Ugh, hold on <laughs> yeah it's, it's just so a puff of smoke and you don't claim it because when you claim it it comes in more because mm-hmm. you're inviting it in mm-hmm. oh that's so true Ugh. and and never say oh it's such a shame that it's raining today i can't have my barbecue it's not a shame. It's sad. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Use a different word. Never, don't use the word shame. Yeah. It doesn't belong to you. Like exactly. if we could take it out of vocabulary, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> One, maybe in five years, we will. Right. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Make a petition. Well, I'll put my name on it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, five years from now, we'll be talking. We say, we did it. We did it. We took it out of the dictionary <laughs> right no nobody acknowledges it nobody acknowledges it <laughs> okay when you have a problem with somebody you sort of stay away you know you don't keep acknowledging someone hitting you all the time mm-hmm. so and what happens when you don't acknowledge something it goes away it goes away yeah it goes to another person that can feed off you see the shame guilt energy steals your energy your light energy mm-hmm. to, to live it can't yeah. function without you. It's a, it's kind of like a parasite. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So think of shame guilt energy as a big parasite. <laughs> like a leaf. Yeah. It's a leaf. Yeah. I, I, in my older day, in my younger days, I said, I maybe I'll call it the shame guilt leech. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. I'm going to change it on my website. Let's think about shame guilt leech. <laughs> Yeah, the one We're that's stuck in us all. <laughs> yeah, the sh- maybe I'll turn that around and just say the shame guilt leech. Mm-hmm. Or you can make a little film with it—a leech looking for someone to to suck, suck all their their joy. Yeah. So when you feel that it's not a feeling because it affects your feelings, it mm-hmm. isn't a feeling. It affects your feelings. Say, oh, you call your friend up. Oh, George, guess what? The shame guilt leech came, but I threw it away. Mm-hmm. So let's go on that one. I like that. I do too. So I guess to wrap up the show, what would be some great advice you can give me or the audience before we wrap it up? Don't let the shame guilt leech suck you <laughs> and lose all your beauty because that's all it is. Yes. And shame guilt leech is not ours to own or to give. And God made us perfect. Now, one thing I can have to say is that David uh, Hawkins, I don't know if you're aware of him. He did a, um, a energy scale, numerologically speaking, for each emotion. Okay. A light minute is 700,000 to the 30th power. Wow. Okay. 700,000 with 30 zeros. 
Okay. That's even too hard to complicate. I mean, yeah, think about like, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can write it down and you'll think about it later. And then you have joy and peace and love and all that. And then at 200, not 200 spells, at 200, it turns to anger and depression and anxiety. And guess what the last one is? Shame. Guilt. Oh, guilt. And what's well, shame after? Guilt. Shame, guilt. And what's after that? Nothing. Yeah. It comes in at a 10. Wow. When you're in shame, guilt energy, you're at the lowest energy that you can still be alive. Wow. Mind blown. Wow. That's why people commit suicide because of the guilt. Yeah. So they just proves. can't take it no more. Yeah. Right. You have no energy to fight it. So if you're in guilt, I have pamphlet on my website. Um, now is the time. And it's readings from spirit. You know, God talks, I write. And it helps raise your vibration to get out of the hole of guilt. Hmm. Okay, so that's helpful. And also try to use regret instead of guilt. Yeah. Because regret moves you on to a solution. Never, ever say guilt. Hmm. Call your friend. Talk I like to God. It. Talk Aww. to your baby. Anything. But don't stay in guilt. You can't stay in guilt. Okay? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love I that. That's to, like one of the best that. advice. That's one of the yeah. best advice. If I could do a top 10 best advice, yours would be up there. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Oh, I so feel change like change your perspective. Change mm -hmm. your, I can feel regret. I shouldn't have put my money in the stock market and lost it, you know, but guilt, there's nothing after guilt. Okay. You understand there's nothing after guilt. Mm -hmm. Least See? regrets get you out of guilt and you can think of other things. But guilt is an absolute no-no. There you go. You guys heard it first from Lois. She <laughs> said it and, and she's she's repeating it from, what was the name again? Donald, did you say? Pardon? What was the gentleman's name that wrote that um, oh, book? Oh, David Hawkins. David but Hawkins. They, that's immaterial. I mean, if they want to look it up, that's fine. But the message is don't stay in guilt. You can't get out, call your girlfriend or eat a pizza or something or eat some chocolate. Right. But you can't stay in guilt. <laughs> do not stay in guilt if you did not if there's anything specific that you need to remember from this episode is do not stay in guilt that's like the brick behind from, your wall from the shame guilt leech exactly from the shame guilt leech that's <laughs> coming to get you <laughs> okay oh, awesome thank you so much lois this conversation has such has been such a delight i really enjoyed every moment of it every minute of it it's been very educational you have taught me a lot you have helped me look at my words differently i really appreciate that and i really hope my audience even if it's just one of them if you are able to just receive this and just perceive it and reflect on it i will be beyond grateful and beyond blessed that you are just thinking in a different perspective to help change your own mindsets and think about this in a different way and to release this shame guilt leech that's coming and attacking <laughs> us all it's like godzilla <laughs> 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 all righty y'all take care until next time